Caitlin Bloom, and welcome to Talk Therapy to Me, where we learn to practice self-awareness and self-care and meet our individual needs. No cash required. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Talk Therapy to Me with your host, Caitlin. So excited you decided to join me today. And we have a fellow therapist, Burgess, on... And Burgess, tell us about you. Uh, hi, um, my name is Cosimo Burgess Brown. Uh, I'm a counselor here on my site. Um, I don't know, originally I'm from uh, a small country on the west coast of Africa called Liberia. Oh, that's cool. And I, um, I moved to the U.S. in 2008 wow. uh, to, to study, um, play some sports in the, pro- in this, in the process also. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Graduated in 12 with a, a bachelor's degree in um, criminal justice. I was gonna, I was going to go to law school first. Right, that, right. that was the thing. I was yeah. going to go to law school. So I did criminal justice and communication. But um, unfortunately, when I graduated, my sponsor passed, mm-hmm. and I had to take on another path at the law because I couldn't pay for law school. I couldn't get a student student mm-hmm. loan because I was I was not from the U.S. So everything's uh, expensive. Yeah. So, so, uh, I mean, the school that I went to, Lindsay Wilson, were very, very generous. And um, I was given the opportunity to study there uh, for my master's. Uh, because after the law, school did not, the law school thing didn't go through, you know, the question we know, we go through that like, existential question about so what do I do right. now? <laughs> like, okay. Right. Yeah. So, and then I was like, okay. And at that time, my sister was in, was in the, uh, just graduated. Actually, she just graduated from, because she, my sister came first, um, I don't know. I don't know if I should step back because people will be like, okay, so how did you get to the U.S.? Because I always yes. get that question. Like, how did you no, get No, I love here? it. I'm into it. Yes. All right. So um, my father went to a missionary school back in Liberia. Mm-hmm. And the head of that missionary school actually came from a town here in Kentucky called Boxville. Okay. So, Not yeah. Yeah. So, um... After we, we because we had a civil war back home. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, pretty bad. So after the civil war ended, uh, my dad randomly walking the street one day, came across somebody that knew her, from mm-hmm. somebody who just came from the U.S. that knew her. And and the person told him that she you knows she's been asking about him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, she's been wondering about you. Like, what happened to you? And then uh, when the person came back to the U.S., they were able to get my dad in contact with her. And then uh, she and my dad had a long conversation. She told me, and my dad told her that I got, you know, I got two kids um, right. who just came out of the word. They've been going to school, um, you know. And she said, "How can I help?" And he said, "If education would be, you know, would be very important if they, if they can get educated, especially if they can get educated in the U.S. Like, right. come on." Yes. <laughs> so, so now she took on that tax and she went out there looking for something, looking for um uh, institution that would help with the scholarship. I mean, she was fortunate to meet this um um this lady called Sue Stiver. She actually just passed um like a month a month ago. Oh wow! Yeah, and Sue Stiver was very influential at the at Lindsay Wilson in Columbia. Okay. Yeah. And she she was like, sure. I mean. Education and school cyber. She just she was just like that person that would just she just help people, change people's lives, especially through education, educating people and the importance of education. So that's how she got my sister. She got my sister um, a scholarship at Lindsay. My sister came to the U.S. in two thousand five, and she went to Lindsay, 
and um, she she did well. She she did so well at there, and the people were so impressed by her. And they were like, I mean, we can give another family member a scholarship, right. and that's how I came in the picture. Okay. And uh, yeah, in two thousand eight, I came to the U.S. And, and I mean, it was a wonderful experience. It was one yeah. wonderful, wonderful experience. I graduated, like I said, I graduated from. Then had to call the, the lady Anderson, the one I. Talk to the lady at Lindsay to bring us here. Pass. So she was my sponsor. She was the one that's supposed to set up the law school thing. So when she passed, but the people at Lindsay was, you know, my sister already in the master's program, and they were like, you know, if you want to become a counselor, and I'm like, I, I like, I like working with people. Yeah, you yeah. know, but like, you know, we'll, we will offer you a scholarship, and you can come yeah. and, and get a master's cool. degree. I'm like, wow. it's a master's degree, you know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Wow. Come in. Yeah. So yeah, so I went to Lindsay and I got my master's, and I. Graduating in fifteen, and um, and since then I've been on this journey of helping as much people as possible. Like I got a passion for mental health. Yes. Like I really believe that it's important. And it play a big part in our existence and just understanding ourselves and the way that it impacts us. Yes. So yeah, so I've been doing this. I'll uh, be on this journey, and I'm sure I'm going to be on it for many, many more years yes, to come. Yes, I love that, and thank you for sharing that. That's very fascinating to hear. Like where everyone comes from, like backgrounds, all of that. Yeah. And also something I'm curious about is like, what do you feel like with clients? What is your, I guess, expertise or what do you work with? Um, I mean, right now I work my, my, the population that I really connect with right now are teenagers. Okay. Like I really look forward to working with them. They are like a unique, yeah, it, it, sometimes I feel like I'm like a scientist, like because teenagers yes. are so complex. There's so much about them. And you you meet them, and you know that most of them, especially the ones who have severe mental health issues, mm -hmm. that their their worries like built on a lot of irrational thoughts. Like yeah. there is there is so much irrational thought, that, yes. and they are going through. I mean, technically, how to call it? Developmentally, they are at that stage in their lives where yeah. everything All is confusing, things. and they yeah. they turn to that self self discovery period. Of going through they're going through that stage, where they're trying to understand right. themselves. Like they, they, that existential question of who am I? They're trying right. to understand it's like that emotionally, psychologically, exactly. All the things physically, exactly. Everything yes. about them is confusing, and to come right. to meet them where they are struggling, and be able to work with them, get them some guidance, get them to some some level of understanding, understand your behavior, understand what is going on with you. Because I think it's very, very, very essential, especially for a teenager to understand what your struggles are. Yes, like it's very, very important because. Uh -huh. And, and sometimes it blows my mind that most of the, the, some of my clients who grew up in the in the eighties and, and and especially for the teenage ones that grew up in the early two thousands, and sometimes um, had a mid two thousand. For those ones, that, you know, some of them grew up in a time where mental health was not was not discussed. Oh right, yeah. Like, and, like and, let's and, just sweep it under the rug. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I got some of my clients who are in the thirties and or late or late twenties. Like yeah, where mental health was was not a thing. Like and these these individuals went through their lives not understanding why they felt that the way that they they did that like, yeah. they had no concept of it. Right. Like I don't understand. And so and, and I think the most the sad part of that is that they they take the mental health struggles and they internalize it and they think that it's a personality thing. Like oh I've always been this way. I don't like right. to talk to people. I don't like to do anything. Yeah. And I know, I'm like, no, you're depressed, and <laughs> but you have no concept what depression is. You just you most people think that oh, I lost my pen the other day and I was depressed over it, but they don't understand that depression is like a mental 
illness like it, yes. it, it will hurt you especially right. if you don't know what it is right. so yeah and and what that did that that's why a big part of what i do is like i love the way almost like before i refer to myself as like a self-awareness client and <laughs> counselor yeah 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 right because i put a lot of i put a lot of emphasis on self-awareness yes. like get to know yourself yes you know it's so important yeah. yeah and i think too sometimes like i don't know if you experience this but i feel like some clients are like well they want you to read their minds, like, as their counselor, as their therapist. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't have that skill. No, I don't have no. that magical ability. No, so. no, no. But, yeah, the, the, you know, yeah, you, you are right. You know, sometimes, like, it, I think I think that also goes to the stick, the, the I don't know how to call it. That's why I'm, I'm glad, because I always also say this, too, that sometimes I think we are going through, like, a, a mental health revolution where a lot of people are starting to get involved. And I think yes. that's, that's one of the positives we get from social media. A lot of people right, are getting right. involved. So a lot of people are starting to understand this. Mm-hmm. Because I also think that there is a lot of misconceptions, a lot of misunderstanding of what mental health is. Yes. You know, yeah. and I, as a as a as a person who work with a lot of kids and a lot of teenagers, and I also see that you will see that from the parents. You know, right. I call it I call it the garage mentality. What a parent bring a child to counseling and they like fix them and I will yes. pick them up later on. <laughs> you know, the same yes, when you drop I your car off. And that's like they're just a teenager, like trying exactly. to figure themselves out. Exactly. Know? Like this mental thing is so complex. It's oh, a yeah. complex thing. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time from the clients themselves to understand mm-hmm. themselves. And that's exactly what self awareness. Yeah. Like getting to know yourself. Let me introduce you to you. You know, yes. the person that is staring back at you on the mirror. How well do you understand them? How yeah. well do you know that? That is so, so, so important. It is. Yeah. Because then you can start to understand what are my problems are. Because one of the first things I do when I meet my clients, I'm like, okay, we, we're going to try to kind of figure out like who who you are you like as an individual. Like what what are right. what things are your you values? like exactly. Yeah. And then after that, we can then we can kind of go through a period where we can try to understand what are the things that you have picked on throughout your life based on life experiences and yeah. things that you've been through. So if we can separate those two. Right. Because we, I don't want to change you. Like mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want to go to camp canceling like, and like change. Yeah, fix you. exactly. Yeah. Change your personality. No, I don't want to do any of that. I want to stick intact. But I want to make sure that every other thing that I've happened through experiences and through life, you know, problems and issues, we can be able to solve those. And I can teach you enough coping skills, and I can get you engaged. Because I always emphasize the lifestyle change. That yeah, yeah. especially for somebody who's struggling with depression. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be a lifestyle change. Like oh, yeah. this is not something where you just you just get to no. You just gotta wiggle around and not right. just go to sleep. You'll wake up tomorrow. Yeah, I don't feel this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mm, yeah. So yeah. We wish like that's something else uh, besides the mind reading that I will joke with people about. If there's just a lot of staring at first, you know, because they're getting comfortable with you, mm-hmm. you're getting comfortable with them, and their process and. Sometimes, like, I will joke and say, okay, hey, I really wish I had, like, a magic wand that I could just, like, tap you on the nose with, Mm -hmm. and you're good, all Mm -hmm. your problems are gone. However, that's not realistic, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, and I emphasize that a lot in my counseling. Yes. Uh, Because, you know, we live in this instant gratification where oh, people yeah. watch 10 minutes commercial, the person is sick at the end, by the end of the will register, he's running through yeah. a field, he looks so happy. And people bring that to counseling. Yeah. You know, and that's why I tell, I tell, I tell, my, I tell my clients this, I'm like, look, your mental health is a complex and a hard thing. Yeah. Especially making drastic change to your life and really improving yourself. Right. It's a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, we, we are at this place where we want things to be easy. Yeah. And we strive for things. Like you, you, that, that, you know, you. 
you go on the internet and you see that a lot. They have all these five minute counselors. This is five ways to better yourself, 10 ways to right. everything out of five and 10 ways. And I'm like, no, you know, like I don't subscribe to that. I know a lot of people do, but I don't think there's any five or six ways to anything. Because we are, are, that's why when you talk about people, the word dynamic comes up about we are dynamic. It means that we are ever changing. So, and even as a counselor, you would know that almost one of the first things you learn in grad school is that you got to individualize everything about your client from the treatment plan to the way you treat them because there is no two that one thing that fit everybody. So, the individual and their struggles and the things that have been through have to be individualized. So the yeah. client that is sitting before me is almost like a br I'm a brand new counselor and I'm dealing with this brand new person. Yes. Not, I will use my experience. I know there are certain things that I apply to all of us. There are certain things every other for you. Right. But yeah, most importantly, we we should be an individual. We should be there. We are unique within ourselves. Your mm -hmm. life is not somebody else's life. Like you can have three, four kids grew up in the same home with the same parents, same parenting style. And have and all different experiences. And it's all of them so have different experiences. Wild, yeah. All of them come up differently. All yes. of them have effect. Yeah. They, they be affected by the parenting style so differently. Some of them come out fine. Some of them come out, you're like, I can't believe that you that person grew up in the same house because right. you're so different. Yes. It is because it, it, we are individuals mm -hmm. and we sh it should be addressed that way. Yeah. You know, and when, when I, because I, since I work with kids, I work with a lot of parents also. Mm -hmm. right, right. And, 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 and one of the things that I I'll sometimes will give my parents for, you know, parents who will say things like, I treat all my kids the same. And, and I know it sounds nice. I'm like, right. I'm it's like, like, sure. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't treat all your kids right. the same. Yeah. You have to treat them on an individual level because they are different. Right. They, they are different They individual. have different needs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Something you can say to one, they will brush off and laugh about. Another right. one can be scarred for life because yeah. they say something. And you see that in counseling all the time. People recounting things that our parents said to them, said to them, when they were like, or six years old or seven years old right. and sometimes our parents and I be constantly the fact that your child have taken that because you know especially to a kid's a negative self-talk right. you know most of, and we even as grown-ups our um, most of our negative self-talk we can track it back to our childhood right. that's why childhood yeah. plays so much importance in, in yes. our mental health oh my gosh yes I always warn warn quote-unquote people about that where I'm like okay so thank you for giving me all this background information we're gonna delve a lot deeper into your childhood now mm -hmm. because that impacts you and yeah. it's like teaches you what your values are teaches you how to think mm -hmm. all of that stuff that you have to basically reconcile when you get older oh, yeah. and say okay what am I taking with me from that what do I still value from that? Or like, what do I have issues with kind exactly. of thing? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so yeah, those things, yes, they play an extremely important role. Yes. And your, your mental health has to be worked on. That, that I will have to emphasize a lot. And I know that, yeah, like I said, a lot of people want it, just want simple answers. Like you said, they, they want you to read, read their mind and tell them what's going on with them, fix it, and the next day they're out of the door. But the mental health is not working. It's, a, it's not an event where it just happens. It's a process. Yeah. It goes through different stages, and we are ever-changing. Yeah. Like, you, 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 technically, you're supposed to change. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to be who you are yeah. in your 30s, just like, like who, the person you were in your 20s or oh in your gosh, 40s. Yeah. You, or you, like you're, a 14-year-old. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We are supposed to mature. We are supposed to change. And those yeah. changes, they will dictate how, like our level of understanding. That's why I, I, I emphasize the self-awareness. You being aware of all those changes that you, that you, you have right. made and where you are. And you look back at your life and you kind of track where you started and where you are and the importance of that and understanding just that profound understanding of of this person do i understand this person yes. not just you know most people think that because if i live with myself i being myself the entire time i'm like that is one thing but fully understanding yourself 
Mm-hmm. Understanding yourself to the level where you understand all your behavior, because sometimes you can be able to track these things, right. to where, yeah. where they came from, yeah. like things that have happened, you know, the small T and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the big T trauma that we have yes. experienced. Yeah. And sometimes we think that because, you know, because that's why I talk about the, individual, the individualizing your own mental health and not important to others. Because somebody experienced something and they were fine, it doesn't mean that you have the experience and you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, because it's completely different. You and that person might grow up in the same house, have similar experiences but you yeah. are unique because even the, your biology your, the biologic about you the chemistry about your body yeah. can is diff is completely yeah. different so you your your experience in your life cannot be somebody else's right. so the question is that how do i solve my issues how can where, where can i draw my strength from where can i draw my my my, my understanding from and that's why you come to counseling yes that's why you can't do, and and also as a counselor, one, one of the uh, things that I, one of the theory that I subscribe to is just the, the idea of the you know, the person center idea, you know, person center where they say that the, the client will solve their own problem. You just create the right environment for them. Yeah, ask the right questions. You ask the right questions. Yeah. You 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 know you let them do it lead themselves there because the truth is that yeah, people will find a way. They just need our unconditional love and unconditional regard. Yeah. Creating a space for them where they can be themselves. And sometimes people will come to the aha moment in, in the therapy where they're like, okay, yeah. okay. They're like, okay. all right, I yeah, can feel like, comfortable in this space. <laughs> exactly. I had someone say to me one time, I can't remember where, but anyway, but saying like the kind of like most valuable thing about being a therapist, being a clinician, counselor is like being able to witness someone's growth and like seeing how much they have changed mm-hmm. positively, all of that, and saying, calling it out and saying, wow, like, I've worked with you for this long and I've seen you do this, and that's amazing. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's like, I don't say life-changing, but it is really <laughs> like, when you see, your, see that transformation your clients go through. And, it's really and, meaningful. And yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the other side of that is the fact that, I mean, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you will not be able to see that. Right, right. But yeah. it, and and but the truth is that, that when I work with my clients, especially when I work with my teenagers, and sometimes if I don't even see the progress in them, I just make sure that we go through different stages and we go through different processes, yeah. because sometimes there are things that we, people will go through and at the time you will not see it with them, but almost like a two. And I, right. I, I always I always uh, I have the analogy where I describe I describe mental health mental health is this way like we like mental health is that. Like an individual going to out to a hardware store. Right, I have right. a problem. Like I have a cabinet in my house that I want to put up. Yes. And that cabinet could be your depression or your anxiety. Right. And you've been trying to get it fixed. You've been trying to work on it for a very long time. It's almost like a cabinet you got in your house. And you want to, and you, you have tried so many years to put that cabinet up. And you, right. you can't just figure it out. You can't just get it up. So you go to a hardware store. And as a counselor, I'm the guy behind the counter right. that you get to talk to. And you're like, yeah. I got this cabinet. I've been trying so many years to put it up. It can't go up. And then I don't... And then I sit there, almost like an intake process. You tell me about your life. You tell me what things to be going through. And then I sit there and I'm like, okay, you know what? I got some tools. So the coping skills are just tools. The coping skills that we talk to are just tools. So I go and I'm like, you know what? I think I got a hammer. I hope on nails. I think I got this new uh, drill just came out. Yeah. And I give you. Let's try it. Exactly. And I give you all these coping skills. And you take these coping skills, but the tricky thing is that if you took if you took those coping skills and you put them in your garage and you did not use them to put the cabinet up, it, it is not going up. No, like your depression it's is dusty. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just gonna sit in your garage for as long as possible because right. you got to use that to my clients that these things that we are talking about these these I'm like 
I would even prefer that. That's when I tell them, I'm like, it, it would be a good thing like after we after the sessions ends or we're done like take the five ten minutes or sometime during the day and just kind of reflect on the things that we talked about yeah. and, the, and the things like that we take a moment yeah. exactly that's why i love giving assignments i love getting my clients engaged like i always got yes. something for them to do it's like okay so let's talk about what we talked about last week exactly do that? it's yeah. an investment we invest right. in all these aspects of our lives but we we don't we don't and you got to invest in your mental health so yeah so if you took the tools from the from that you got from the hardware store from the cancel and you bring it home, you put it in your garage your cabin is not going to go up right. but sometimes yeah people will take them but on the other side that people will take those tools and put it in the garage and they will not use them but sometimes some things will happen in their life and they'll be like you know what I went through counseling and my counselor told me this, this, this. And, the, and maybe that time you and the, the relationship is not there anymore. But then this person start to go back to those tools that you have teach them and the things that you're talking right. about. And start to use them and they start to make changes in their lives. Yes. And yes. you may not be aware of it, but you have changed those individuals' lives. Yes. And you may not have seen it during the time. But that's why you just have to go through the process of helping them and giving them the tools that they need. And allowing them to be invested and, and interested in the counseling, in, in the counseling process. And... It works. Yes, like you will see people's lives will change. It will make them better. Many, many years later, you'll see some of them, and they will be so glad they ever met you and had an experience with you and things that you taught them. Like I meet some of my kids out in college, and every now and then, they mention, and they're like, "Oh, Mr. Brown, you was really cool. Like you, you know, yeah. I'm going to college now." And, and I'm like, "Okay, I have to That's go so for nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, go, yeah. go out there and conquer the Live world. Live your best life. Yeah. Oh man, oh, right, go right. for it. Yes. So I yeah." Like I mean, I still remember a therapist I had years ago. So it's like she said a lot of things to me that were meaningful oh, yeah. and helped me out. So it's like, yeah, well, yeah. full circle. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the things I really love about mental health is yeah. the impact. Because how to especially for me, one, one of the people that I, some of the people that have been influential in my life are just teachers. Like, they're not even mm -hmm. like counselors, but yeah. just professors and other people like that I've guides. had. Like just my interaction with them, the way they treated me, and the way they made me feel safe, and the way they, they interacted with me, and the advices that they gave me, it just stuck with me. So you yeah. never know how much impact you have on people's lives. Yeah. Like you never, you never, never know that. That's why one of the things that I really love about counseling, every time a teenager turns to me and it's like, I've never said this to anybody before, and they tell me something that I've never shared with somebody before. Like, I would, <laughs> it it so speaks cool. to the trust yeah. and, the, and the therapeutic alliance that right. I, I have established with them to yeah. the point where they can tell me something that I've never told somebody before. And you're and just I, like, wow, thank you. That makes me oh, feel yeah. so Oh, yeah. Oh, I was like, wow. I'm like, the growth. The growth, yes. the growth, the growth, the yes. growth. Like, I love, like I was saying, I, I, I think I, sometimes I'm like, I think I should establish a, a form of therapy that is a, that that is something that is a that is border between therapy yourself and like life skill changes. Mm -hmm. Like because in a way I would call it a motivational counseling. Like I would, I like to motivate people. I like to get people hyped up, hyped up about counseling. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and you, because you know motivation is to feel that it feels everything we do. Yes. Like without motivation, that's why that's why depression is so hard to deal with. Oh, yeah. Because that's why it, that's why it feels off. It feels off your motivation. Like everything you do when it comes to school, marriage, relationships, it yeah. take the it feels like it, taking care of yourself. Exactly, yeah. it takes all the motivation away. Everything becomes so harder. So if you can if you can inject or infuse uh, motivation in people's lives and you whatever to do. Like they just they get excited, you know. I can get we get hyped up about counseling. We get hyped up for my kids. Like, oh, and I'm like Mr. Brown, even when we done, I'm like, Mr. Brown, we always done. I like, yeah, we done. And I and I like that, you know. It is not this quiet, boring thing, but it is something that is that we we put some energy into it because that's what you need. Like you need that motivation. I want to do this, and I'm like, right. no. And you, you want to do this because this right. is important. Yeah. It's super, 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 super important. And like I said before, it takes it takes time. 
This is not this is not the five step thing. Do this five thing a minute. No, this is not a five step thing. Right. This, Those this are just like framework to kind of help you figure out like, okay, where am I? What exactly. Am I? Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. We we go through some steps, we go through we, yeah. we build some pillows, but at the end of the day is that this is a work that has to continue. Yeah. Because because the, like I said, the older you go, like there is never like I I'm at the profound place like, where I'm good. I'm good now. Yeah. I don't have to do no like I know. As long as you breathe, as long as you're here on this planet, you are constantly working on your mental health. Yes. And you're constantly weaving and weaving things and trying to make things better. But yeah. Right. And it's also like, I've always had the opinion of, if you're not trying to grow in some way, just as a human, then what are you doing? Like, honestly, exactly. what's the point? Exactly. Know? It's like, if we're not learning and growing, then I feel like we lose something in life. Oh, yeah. We're just like stagnant, just like floating around. Yeah, yeah. So. And people get stuck. Now that's actually one of the things you will see in canceling a lot. People get to the place in their lives where they get stuck. Right. And so many people that not not all of them are not people who are not finding achieve things and not right. people get degrees and they got jobs and they got and they got good families and right. they, but they get stuck. They're just like in a fog. Exactly, yeah. because people build these structures around them where they just exist within that. Yeah. And sometimes, yes, based on life experiences, things that have been true, they don't want to step out of that because they almost yeah. to create like a comfort zone for them. And, it, and it, that comfort zone, especially if that comfort zone was successful, if they did things in their life, achieve things in their life, they, yeah. they don't want to step out of that. Oh yeah. Right. But the problem is that sometimes it just it, it just become tiring for them, and yeah. it just it's, you know people. And they're over it. Exactly. Yeah. People talk about they photocopies life, like they feel like their life is just you know I'm just I'm doing the same thing over and over. Nothing's changing. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm and I'm bad off, but I want something to change. And I'm like, okay, so you are the right place. This is where we yeah. do change. So like, here we are. Good. Exactly. This is where we introduce yes. different things and we try to work on things. So yeah. And I, I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I also encourage people about and think about for myself as well as like. I'm going to keep doing this a certain way or clients will do things a certain way until it's not working for them mm -hmm. anymore. Oh, yeah. And that's when, like when, I don't know, for example, I've had some clients be like, okay, well, I just don't feel any better. However, not using tools that we discussed because they're not either comfortable with them or just still trying to incorporate whatever. Or they do want that like magic wand fix. Exactly. You know? And it's like, okay, however, like you have to decide when this isn't working for you anymore mm -hmm. and do the work after that so exactly that's that's what that's that's actually one of the reasons why i am especially especially when i work with teenagers because mm -hmm. um it is easy for teenagers to see your counselor in the leadership role yeah like, that's this, true. okay i come to this person right. and i want to first thing like, i tell wow, them an adult. exactly yeah. i'm like let me just put this one. One of my weaknesses in life, I'm not. Very, I'm not. I don't think I'm a very good leader, oh <laughs> so God. I don't know how to lead yeah. people. So in this relationship, I'm not. You know, this is not a you know yeah. a leading relationship. This is a collaborative effort. Yeah, it's like partnership. It's partnership, and and to setting a stand, you are the one that's actually leading the process. Right. Like I'm just here for guidance. I'm just here to to guide you through this process, and we we'll right. work together. Every suggestions that I make, or anything, even when I bring up a coping skill, something that I want you to try. If you have tried before, it doesn't work for you. Let me know, right. you know, or anything that you know that I have worked for you. No, you, 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 you bring it up, bring it to the table. You know, we are like I said, collaborative work. We are working here together. And I, and I, you know, I sometimes I tell them like, you know, you know, in your life where people will say that everything is not about you. Like, I'm like, right. I'm like, this is the one time in your life where it everything, everything is about you. Everything <laughs> this in this room is for you. Exactly. Yeah. Everything in this hour, hour and a half that me and you spent together is yes. all, all about you. So this is the one place where you allow to bring it, bring it to the table. Yeah. Bring it to the table. Bring it to the table. 
you know, we'll talk about it, we'll process it, um, because it is just in, it's in the, it's in your interest. Yeah. We try to to create something around you, or we're trying to make changes, and we're trying to tweak things around you that will bring some kind of level of peace to your life and right. will bring some kind of level of understanding to your life. You get to understand yourself more. That's yes. why I go back to the, the self-awareness, mm -hmm. that you get to understand yourself more. You know, you get up in the morning and you have the urge to go listen to sad music that will make you sad the entire right. day, or you have the urge to listen to some hyped up music that will get you hyped up and get you going for your right. day. I would hope that you would choose the one that will get you hyped up <laughs> and the yeah. one that will get you going. Right. Because, you know. It's like, if you choose the sad music, why? Like, yeah. let's talk about that. Let's talk about you it. Know? No. Why do you want to start your day like that? Do you want to indulge in that feeling? Because, yeah, for sure, we all do that sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, I refer to it as the emotional address. Yes. <laughs> we all have an emotional address that we pretend yes. that we don't like. We always go home. We got this place that we go to. You know, some people say, I don't want to be sad. But, no, that is the comfort zone. That's what they like to do. No matter. That's why... It, I don't, they're involved in the situations. They, even if they got up in the morning and everything was okay, they will look for something to make them feel sad. Right. They will go on the internet. They will find something yes. because it's like their emotional address. So they constantly go back to it. I love that. I have not heard that. It's like a <laughs> metaphor, and I'm obsessed with it already. So. so, yeah, I'm like, don't go home today. Don't go to that address. Don't let's, go there. Yeah, don't, Where are you going? Yeah, put the key yeah. away. Let's go out. Let's yes. go out. Let's do it. So, yeah, you know, we all do that. We all do that sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we, we build something else. We learn something else. So even if you know that, if you get up in the morning and you have this urge to just want to crash in bed and not move, and you know that, you know, I, I can do this, but at the end of the day, I, I feel bad and feel sad about the fact that I, I didn't do anything productive this day, but I, maybe I can try something else. Maybe while I've been working on canceling, I can get out of the house a little bit. I can go have some interpersonal relationships. I can go interact with other people. Right. I can get out of the house a little bit. I can get up and take my medication. I can get up and like um, do one thing. Exactly. You know? I can yeah. involve in self-care. Right. I can I can do something to make me feel good and make me feel better. Because yeah. that's where the healing is. That's where that's where the progress is. Yes. And you're supposed to want that. Yeah. And I think honestly like something you just mentioned about self-care, mm -hmm. I feel like that is so, 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 so important with mm -hmm. mental health that people, I don't know, like, I will hear people talk about self-care and be like, yeah, I did, you know, some random thing or like work, I don't know, I can't even think of an example, but like, it's not something that's refilling them. True. It's not something True. that's mm -hmm. like putting back in their emotional bucket mm -hmm. or physical bucket, whatever. They're just like, it's a band-aid. Exactly. And so I feel like it's it's also something I do with my work is talk to people about self-awareness, self-care. Like, what fills you back up? What makes you excited? Exactly. And like, if you don't remember or the things that used to make you excited don't anymore, then let's talk about that. Let's talk about something else, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, 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 yes. You supposed to, yeah. I mean, what, yes, self-care... Super important. Yeah. You got to care for yourself. Right. Really? And it's more than just like, okay, I fed myself today. No. That's, <laughs> that's an example. I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier, but that is something that I've heard people say. They're like, I feed myself hygiene and like whatever. And I said, no, no, those are basic needs. And mm -hmm. I'm so happy you're meeting those, you know, like those are good too. But yeah. However, like deeper than that. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's, that's why I, I, I sometimes educate my clients and we do on the psychosacral education, I educate them about what, what I refer to as, um, what I have people refer, sometimes refer to as oh, um, emotional hygiene. Right. 
like you do the, you do your physical hygiene, brush your teeth, comb your yeah, hair, change right. your clothes, take a shower. But are you doing emotional hygiene? Yeah. What about those hurt yeah, feelings, the regrets, the thing? Are you taking care of them also? Because you are every now and then you're supposed to do emotional hygiene. You're supposed to check in yourself. Yeah. What have changed you lately? What kind of experiences that you have? What kind of tea or your pee, your small tea or your or your big tea trauma that you have been carrying? Is it trying to resurface? Because our traumas can be triggered. Sometimes we can experience some things. Uh, or that would trigger our trauma and it would take her into this spiral of depression for a very long time yeah. so that emotional hygiene kind of kind of checking okay 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 like I'm, what's I'm, going on right now exactly what's yeah. going on with me i'm doing this again because i've yeah. seen it and, and sometimes people know where anything's going to end like you know that if you turn if you go in your bedroom turn the light off and go under your cover and spend the entire time crying you know where it's going yeah. so and, and that's where you got to push, push back that's where you got to push, push push back because sometimes yes and i tell my clients sometimes you're you're, you're your coping skills are not going to connect to you. And some people say, but I, I do it, but it does not work. I'm like, yeah, it's okay yeah. if you don't connect to you. But the problem is that it's the consistency. That's how you, that's why we are the two words I love, dedication and commitment. It has to become like, it needs time to become muscle memory. Yes, you know? yes it yeah. does. Yes, yes, you got to stick to it. You got to be consistent with it. Because the dedication is the fact that I'm just not going to give up on this so easily. I'm going to dedicate myself to it. I'm going to give it every day and it's total hours of my day or one hour of my day. I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. Okay. And then the commitment part is that what you're not going to just going to, I'm not going to just give up. Right. You know, and sometimes, yes, there will be periods in our lives where we will, and it's okay to slip up. It's, it's okay to slip yes, up. Like this, this, yeah, <laughs> mental health is not rigid. It's not like, I, 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 oh, I didn't do my coping skills today. Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't do my I know, coping skills. I know, and it's like, please don't be yourself up over that. No, it's perfect. <laughs> we need okay. to talk about that as well. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, and that's why we talk about mental health. It's, yeah. a, it's a continuing process because sometimes yeah. you go take five steps in front and you might take 10 yeah. steps step behind. Yeah. But one thing yes. I educate my clients about, even the 10th step that you took back, it does not take away from the five step that you took from. Yeah. That five step you're talking from, that belonged to you. Right. You get to own that five steps. Yeah. You can take 20 steps back, 40 steps back, but that right. five step that you're talking from, you still did it. You did yeah. that. So you, you know did, you can. It belonged to you. You got to yeah. own it, carry it with you, brag about it. Because that's where the strength is. Because you're looking at the 40 steps back and you're like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, no. Yeah. The five steps, that's where the strength is. You're like, yeah. I, you, did, you did this. You can do, and you can do it again. So yeah. go into that five step, draw the energy from it, and get back on track. Yes. Do it again. Do it again. You fall. You scrape your knee. You get up. You know. Yeah. Like I, I play sports a little bit, and I tell my number. my kids, I play sports. I'm like, did you ever like fall in the middle of the court or fall yeah. in the middle of the field and just lay there? Yeah. <laughs> Even if you are you're injured. Just like, well, <laughs> exactly. We're like, yeah. okay, this is done. Just I'm just, no. Yeah. I'm like every time you fall to the ground in a soccer game or something, you wake up, you brush yourself up, and you hit the field again. I'm just having the life face. You can't so, just lay there in the middle. Of you can just lay there and be like, I just fell. Yeah. And now I can't wake up. It just hurts. No. Get up. Let's do this again. And you yeah. keep going. Because there is so much at stake here. There is so, so, so much at stake here. And it's, I think too, it's about finding value in yourself. Yes. And saying like, I'm doing this for me mm -hmm. and not for someone else. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Well, yeah. Because the, yeah. the, the, truth, the truth is that um yes our mental health is our is it's supposed to be your thing yeah. it's supposed to be your thing it's supposed to be the things that you work on to try to make yourself better right. and but 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 also you, you also have to acknowledge the fact is that your mental health will affect the people around you oh yeah like it will affect the people you you working on the better version of you is also very good for the people around you especially as a parent yeah. or as a family member 
Look, we, we all know, we, we all have dealt with uh, family members with, with the mental health struggles. Yeah. And you, you can't just say that it, it did not affect me. It will affect you, you know, yeah. it will affect you. See, it's just like, sometimes just, just have a, are you in a bubble that nothing affects you? Exactly. Yeah. Even sometimes just watching them suffer yeah. can affect you. And you can't do anything to help that. Exactly. Like, like, that. like seeing the, the, the depression, seeing a, seeing a family member struggle with depression, it, 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 it will have an impact on you. Yeah. And as a family member, if you are that family member, just ask yourself that, that, like, if I can watch another person suffer and affect me, I'm sure the people around me has been affected by my mental health. Right. And that's why when, when we talk about how the importance of mental health, with also emphasis on, on that, is the yeah. fact that things like depression and anxiety, those things will play out in your relationship. I, when I work, every time I work with couples and I talk about the mental health, I'm like, it is so important for you to understand what your partner is struggling with. Because you have another person in the house with you that you, not, you if you don't acknowledge them, they don't care. Yeah. Like your partner depression does not care that you acknowledge it or the desire does not care that you acknowledge it. It is there. It is interacting with you. It is just, like, I'm saying, like, having another person so, like, in the house that you're pretending that it's not there, but it's there. Yes, because, and you have to choose like, exactly. what you do with that. Exactly. Because sometimes you're having a conversation with your partner and, 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 and I was talking about anxiety is what so, yeah, you, you, you literally talking to the anxiety. You could be having a conversation with your partner and through that entire conversation, you, you and the anxiety is the one that's having that conversation. And you don't even pay attention to it. You don't even know the why. And you're like, why are you, you know, like you sometimes you're surprised by things that they're saying. Like, why would you say that? You never said that before. I'm like, because there's somebody else in the home now. Like, right. depression is there. Depression yeah. has a way of having conversation. And when you're talking to somebody and you're talking to depression, and that's why one of the things about depression when I interact with family members is that people talk about the person have changed. The person has changed. So much, like, there's so much different about it. There's something different about it. Um, because there's something else in the home now. Yeah, depression know? like took the steering wheel. Exactly. Yeah. Depression don't want to do anything. You say no to everything. It will push yeah. back. Let's go for vacation. Yeah. I don't want to go to vacation. It sucks. Yeah. I don't like vacation. I don't like going. And sometimes yeah. you think the partner just being just being mean or they're just being. I'm like, no. You have you are having a conversation with a depression, and you're supposed to know when you're having a conversation with depression, the depression, especially things as anxiety, mm -hmm. where people are expressing fear about something. Yeah. And as a partner, you think it's unfair to you that like maybe person don't want to go to this person or do this thing. Right, or they don't trust me. They don't trust me or anything. Yeah. You're not understanding. I'm like one of the first thing we learn about anxiety is that it's an irrational thought. It's yeah. an irrational feeling. Everything about anxiety is irrational. Yeah. So the moment you interject that, but does that make sense? I think, yeah, it's not supposed to make sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole point. That's the whole point. That's So yeah, you can throw the word sense around as much as you want. Yeah. But it's it not supposed to make it's an irrational fears and feelings that's associated with what the individual has yeah. been through in some place. So sometimes and a lot, a lot, especially with anxiety and depression, stuff comes from trauma. And it's like, mm -hmm. and that's something I've talked about on here before is how all of that affects you and like sits in you. Mm -hmm. You don't even realize it until you're oh, like, yeah. yeah, I have anxiety. And then you dig in and you're like, oh yeah, I have a fear of abandonment or mm -hmm. fear of something else because of how my parents interacted with each other mm -hmm. or things I've seen growing up. All of that. And it's like, yeah, that's a little bit deeper than quote unquote just anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 It's wild. Yes. It, it morphed into a lot of other things. And that's why I love, I go back to the individualized thing. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you're supposed to, like this general sense that people, no, no, the relationship people, this is why you're supposed to do a relationship. Yeah. And I, I get it. Yeah. We got to but you're supposed to know the person that you're talking to. Yeah. The person that you're in a relationship, you're supposed to know them. So to know them, not just right. so to know them, and you and you know and them. If you and you don't, then under like ask them questions. Exactly. Understand like, hey, where did you go just now? Exactly. Because that's something I have talked about a lot with like 
triggers and trauma, especially how it manifests as anxiety or depression, it's like, when did you go? Like, where and when were you just now? Because exactly. this moment is not the same as that. And it's all about, like, encouraging people to say, hey, try and get them present, like, grounding exactly. as we do, grounding, breathing stuff. And then encouraging people, like, the people around them, hey, check in. Are you still here? So that they also learn to do that for themselves. I like that. I like that. I like, yeah. yes, check in. Yeah. something that I've noticed a lot is, especially for people who are very, I don't know, used to or encouraged to think about others before mm -hmm, themselves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like okay cool like let's go with that then let's talk about that like if you were asking someone what would that look like exactly. and then flip the narrative and exactly. then it's like you deserve those same questions mm -hmm. you deserve to be understood in that same way you too so it's like yes you do. You and do. it's like from the outside looking in. Exactly. And that's where the self-awareness comes in again. Yes. Being that's aware of those patterns. Like, I yes. love patterns also. Understanding those yes. patterns that you have. Because we will go into our into our regular normal patterns. Because they are almost like, they are like our, our coping skills. Right. And the reason that when you say coping skills, we're thinking about the positive, most positive. But we do have a lot of negative coping skills yeah. that also. That, that are, and, and, and those negative coping skills are not just bad things about themselves. Because at some point in our life, they actually work for us. Yeah. It's how we you know? learn yeah. to survive. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a child who grew up in an abusive home, mm -hmm. completely zooming out or checking out out of what is happening in the environment yeah. and they're completely going in their own world. Mm -hmm. Like, that will work for that child. Yeah. Because the environment is so toxic. And the, that's the, what kept them safe. Exactly. Yeah. It kept them safe. It gave them some sense, some sense of normalcy because mm -hmm. they, they go into this thing. But the problem with that coping skills now, if you take that into relationships, it, it's, it's different now. If, you yeah. know, because if you check out on your partner, they, they, they are lost they're and like, confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. So, you know, that, that worked at one point in time, but it does not work for now. And people will usually go back to that. And sometimes they will wonder why sometimes it's not working. Why is this? I'm like, because this, this, your situations have changed. you're still using the same exactly. thing you did as a exactly. child. Yeah. I had a professor that say that. Um, People will keep doing what it what it do until sometimes you have to tell them that you, know, you got to teach them something different and then they will try something different. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so that's why I'm always open to teaching my class yeah. something different. And honestly, like I would say that that's something that um, is basically a downside of neglecting your mental health is mm -hmm. it causes all of these fractures in your relationships, not even just romantic ones. Mm -hmm. Where friendships might fall off the radar, oh, yeah. or whatever family. Because you're not dealing with things and processing, addressing, whatever. And then mm -hmm. it's like, okay, there's so much chaos. There's, there's so much. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 I, and I can even come back to uh, my own life and my own life experiences, things that, I'll, that, I, that I have been through. Um, I think one of the first things I said, um, I, grew up, I grew up during wartime. Yeah. Um, a heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, man... Let me, let me put it this way. The comfort that I grew up, because like I said, I grew up in Liberia. Right. Um, the comfort that I grew up in Liberia in Civil War. And this is, this, it, when you talk about Africa and African conflict, mm -hmm. the way that you can know an African conflict was really, really bad yeah. is to, when you ask the question is that, did people go to jail for it? Oh. Right. When yeah. people go to jail for a specific, a specific conflict in like right. in Africa, it means that yeah, it was like it was so bad that the work could not turn away from it that people actually went to jail for it. Yeah. And the Liberian conflict was one of those very few conflicts in Africa that people actually went to jail for because that's how wow. bad it was. Yeah. 
Um, and we we were plunging those things, and that was like and and at this point in my in my life, I you know I've I've come to the point where sometimes I understand that yes. There is so much. That's why I, I was so fortunate to go into mental health to understand a lot about me because you go to that kind of level of trauma. What growing up in a war zone, the lack of, yeah. um, the definite discussions, the environment is so abnormal. You develop a it's lot. Not exactly. Yeah. That's why safety is like a big, big thing for me. Yeah, for like, sure. and right now it, it affects my li- it affects my life and it affects the the kind of parent I am. And sometimes I'm so, like, and, and it. Because I got I got a sixteen year old and I got a five uh, six year old, yeah. and my sixteen year old, which is, is a uh, actually she's a, a senior in college now. Mm-hmm. She she's a daredevil like <laughs> right. This kid love a daredevil in the same like she go for the roller coaster. Like she she yeah. she do you know yeah. Yeah. And I can't I can't do it <laughs> like. I can, like because, respectfully, yeah, that's yeah. my jam. <laughs> and, 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 and I think it affects our relationship in the sense that there is so much you want to do and I try to be a part of it. And yeah. I, but because if you grew up like I, the, way, the way I grew up, like growing up in that kind of level of trauma, first of all, I have crippling anxiety. Oh, you yeah. grew up in a war zone and there is no way you're leaving without crippling anxiety. Right. And But your anxiety is unique to itself. Your anxiety the kind of anxiety you have is usually a life and death kind of anxiety because it is true. If you grew up, if you grew up on a in, in a war zone, like right. everything is life and death. Right, it's like, not chill. There's yeah, not, like, it's not. It's not like I had a bad day today. I left my keys. Oh my god, I'm right. gonna get like on my work. Oh, yeah. oh, I can't. I can't remember if I turned the stove off. Oh, right. you know, yeah. that, I know. It's no. like everything is life and death. Mm-hmm. Everything is life and death, and it is not life and death because you think it's life and death. Is that like because you see your friends lose their lives to it? You see yeah. your parents lose that. I lost a mom to it. I lost a brother to it. I can't list my memory. Friends, I can't even count. Um, and it does something to you. Yeah. And the PTSD that comes with that. Right. And all the behaviors that it ensure. And, those, and, and, and the problem is that if, and one, of the, one of the important things is that if you grow up in that environment is that you learn to survive. Mm-hmm. You learn survivor skills. Right. And you take those with you. Yeah. That, that we talked about. They right. stay with you. Like you, you don't, you just don't brush them off. You just don't like, okay, the war is over now. I'm safe now. I'm in the Fine. U.S. now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got a family and I, I just don't get to do that. No. Like, right. And then so like you see them come back up. Like when you're in a relationship with someone, you're like, wow, what is going on here? Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. Like, like, like for now, any tax that I'm involved with, mm-hmm. where death become a possibility I literally shut down. Like that's why even driving on the interstate is like, oh <laughs> like I would do anything to that driving the interstate because the yeah. moment my cars go seven, my the moment my car goes over seventy miles per hour, yeah. death become a possibility, and then my body starts to shut down. Yeah, you're like I can't deal with it. And, and it's a surprising thing. People usually think that, but if you grew up during war, you went through because I mean, if if I had to count, it shapes you. Yeah. If I were to count near-death experiences, like we would probably spend an entire day here with how many near-death experiences that I've had, and and you go through all of that, and yeah, and it, and it sticks with you, mm-hmm. like it stick with you, and it stick with you. Yeah. I'm just fortunate. I'm just one of the fortunate ones that um, that had the opportunity to 
to be engaged in mental health. So yeah. all of those trauma and all of those PTSD have, those things. Exactly, have not led to like addiction or other issues or not going to because I don't drink, I don't smoke, I just yeah. watch TV. <laughs> right. And it is and because and, and one of the reasons why I do that is because I there is so much there that I know like you, you learn to comp, you learn to put things away. Like I I I would tip like I gotta get a counselor. <laughs> like yeah. you know, I, I need I need some right. real therapy. Because every time that I think I got it together, something will happen. Mm-hmm. Like, up just, yeah, just recently we had a, we had an EMDR training. Mm, yes. And you know it's all about trauma. Oh man, that training was so hard. Like I didn't sleep the entire time we were doing that training. Like my, no, I haven't done that training, but I really want to. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people told me is that be prepared for a lot of stuff that will come up for you in this process. And I was like, okay, no <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was, one of, oh, that was one of the hardest you know, yes. I've ever been through. Like, and, 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 and grad school was also hard. Mm, yeah. Like when we, the, the, this class in grad school where you do the, uh, I think, genogram, oh, and you got to yes. go back to your families. And you're and like, doing, wow. My, <laughs> look, that is, oh, yeah. yeah. Anything that had to do with the past and kind of, I mean, to go back to places that I, I that I have like stole away. Like the first thing would when go, my are you? my sleep would just go. Like I would stop sleeping. <laughs> first thing mm-hmm. I mean, and then and then I start having nightmares, and the nightmares would start, and then right. um, but but yeah. And, and, and you know, for us counselors, we are sometimes we are hypocrites. We tell our clients to do all these things, but we don't yeah. do that. We don't want to do that. Like I'm like, I gotta yes. go see a counselor one day. Right? Yes. Like therapy is so important that we also need to seek that yeah, out for yeah. ourselves. Yeah. 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 We gotta go. And 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 I have. I think on the on the you know, personal level, I have. I think I've done a lot of work, and I made a lot of progress in yeah. terms of um, dealing with my demons and not allowing my anxiety to control my lives or affect right. the lives of my family member. And everything that comes with the PTSD that is associated with growing up in the way that I grew up, yeah. and and still making something of yourself and making something of family, having a relationship that is stable, that is not, you know, making sure your partner is okay, making right. sure you are okay, yeah. and making that effort because we tell our clients to work on their mental health, so it is on us to do. It's also us right. to do that. It's like okay, practice yeah. what you preach. Sort exactly. Of yeah. So yeah. But no, yeah, mental health as a whole is so important like from individual perspective from like collective perspective all the things you know so yeah okay okay so just kind of wanted to thank you for being here and also ask you like what is something you want listeners to kind of take away from this discussion if you could generalize it you know all right let, let me let me just say this I want to go back to what I said about the emphasis on mental health. Yeah. Like I know, and, and I will speak back to, the, to, the, to what I said earlier on. What, what was the fact that you know sometimes we really want things to be this easy. Right. And you know, we grew up, we, we live in a world, every technology that kind of facilitates our process where things are always easy. Your your new car is Instant, like better than your yeah. old car. It's got more GPS. It's better. So it's like better, better. The TV is better. Everything Upgrade. is better and easier to use. Yeah. But your mental health is one of those things where. You know, yeah, it's a journey, mm-hmm. it, but it's not. It's not a journey you should be afraid of. Right. It's because it, it, it is so 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 important. I equate our mental health to our hand. You know, right. and the palm, the palm, your palm is your mental health, yeah. and your five fingers. Those are the different aspects of your life, mm-hmm. from career to marriage to interviews. But yeah. all those fingers are connected to your palm. That's true. So 
everything about you and everything that you do is connected to your mental health. Yeah. Like even the even the the, 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 the pleasure or the happiness that you get out of other achieving things. Right. I mean, there are people there, there, there are people who who will spend their life achieving great things, but will never enjoy them because it, it's not even about achieving things. It's just like a chase there you're on. So it's just jumping for one thing, not even looking back, not even looking back at their lives. And some of these people will literally come out of life still thinking that they are a failure because they're supposed to, they're still supposed to be chasing things. Yeah. And some of that is associated with your mental health. Somewhere, somewhere in a childhood, something was embedded within them. Something happened that put them on this chase to life. And if you're not aware of that, you can spend your entire life feeling so inadequate. Sometimes you look at a mother that is doing, that have like four or five kids that is doing so well for them, that is doing so well. And she sit there from you across from you and tell you that she feels so inadequate. Uh, like how how do you feel that way? Right, like you're doing so much. Like you're doing so much. You are investing so much. You are you are literally make this thing your life. It's yeah. literally become a self identity thing for you. Mm -hmm. And why would you feel that? And most of it comes down down to your mental health. Right. Everything's connected to As, that. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it is so so important, and you have to put the time and effort to it. You got to go on this journey. And don't see it as this thing that I have to do that is going to end. It's an ever-changing thing. Because, like I said, people are dynamic. The world is usually ever-changing. So we are constantly changing. And as it's changing, it's getting better. And it's something, it's something that you're supposed to enjoy. You're supposed to enjoy this, you know? Because as you as you are initiating the coping skills and you are you are learning a new behavior, you're starting to see yourself differently. You're starting to see society differently. You're trying to, to deal with you, you. You're getting better at managing your anxiety, your anxieties and your depressions. You're putting yourself in places that you not put yourself before you're getting better things that you would not unite enjoy before you exploring the world you're starting to find meaning it feels yeah. so good yes, like th this does. thing feel good it is worth fighting for yes. and you got there you put up you you become a warrior for you know yes. mental health journey you can imagine yourself with your spear or your, or your sword yes. and you take on this battle and you go out there and you can do it yes. you can do it you can do it. There's self-confidence. You can do it. And you go out there. Yeah. And every time you take some step back, they do not affect the progress that you have made. You yes. made those progress. You earned them. You did them yourself. You did yes. not get them off the shelf in Walmart. <laughs> you did not get them on the shelf in Target. Oh you work gosh, for yes. them. You earned them. Yeah. And you deserve it. And you deserve, and you go out the world, and you spread your love, and you spread your understanding, and you encourage your family members to seek out the, to seek out therapy themselves. Yes. You know, you, you you get your kids to talk to somebody, right. you get your family members to talk to somebody, you become that pitiful in your family that everybody can know, can listen to, and have seen transformation. Because trust me, people may not say, but when people see transformation in your lives, they affect them in a positive way. And I think, yeah, I think it's that is just by itself is worth it. Yes. So go out there, warriors, and yes. take on the word. Take on the word. Change the word. Work on this because this, this, this is it matters. Yes. This really, really matters. You know, as somebody who grew up, like they say, I grew up. Came from, I'm actually from like one of the poorest country in the world. Right. Been through a lot, seen a lot, and I can tell you that your mental health really, really matters. Because it changed my life, you know, the perspectives and the things that I've changed, the, the coping skills that I've learned. Becoming resilient, it's, becoming a warrior. I love that. I'm, yeah. yeah. So go out there. Go out there and conquer the world. You know, go out there and conquer the world. Learn to forgive yourself. Learn to forgive the people around you. Learn to write a new chapter, write a new story, mm. and start something new. Yes, I love that. 
Well, I am obsessed with that whole outro <laughs> and very glad that we got to talk today and connect about mental health and the importance. And definitely want to have you on again to talk more oh, about love to. literally anything. I would love to. And yeah, we'll have to figure that out. So. Okay. Cool. And thanks again for joining Talk Therapy to Me with your host, Caitlin and Burgess. And I'll see you next time.